All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. We got a fun solo show for you today. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I'm your host, Chef Matt. And we got an interesting one for you today. Yeah. Uh, a little solo show, kind of a little uh, recap on life, on things that are happening, and just a little bit of a philosophical feel to this one, I guess you could say. So if you don't like that kind of stuff, then this one might not be for you. But I encourage you to listen because it's all about the... Um, the objective that I guess makes us more well-rounded. Um, so, you know, uh, there's a <clears throat> quite a few things that have sparked this idea that I'm about to talk about. And um, it's all been out of my control. And, uh, you know, we, we roll into this time of year, um, you know, with the holidays and, you know, starting a fresh year and, and what that means. And, you know, all this idea of like kicking off a new me or a new you or what, you know, you've heard that term, a new you a lot. Um, and just because it's the start of a year, it always has boggled my mind on why, you know, as people, we wait, uh, for a fresh start. And I think about it a lot and I think about, and it always comes up in this time of year and like, you know, with the holidays and everything going on, we are, or I am very, uh, reminded to, <clears throat> or how important it is to surround yourself with, you know, with people you love and that love you. And I don't think those two things always go together. Uh, you know, or maybe, maybe they do. And there's a difference in opinions, you know? I can only speak on my, my, uh, personal experiences, but, um, you know, as you're, as you're sitting down listening to this kind of, kind of think about like, you know, what are the people in your life, you know, what do they mean to you? And it's something that I, I, I tend to overanalyze. And if you ask my wife, it's just, I mean, it, <laughs> uh, bless her soul because she is, um, you know, she's my rock and she's the person who, uh, rocks my world and, and <laughs> in a good and a bad way, but also, um, she listens and she hears all the stuff that I talk about and not necessarily too interested in exploring it, but she listens. And this, it's this idea that, um, that we are in control of, of our lives. And I think, um, that's often forgotten as humans, um, because we are so entertained by, uh, life, you know, um, I'll, and I'll use my experiences as kind of examples of what I'm talking about. But like, you know, for me, I got like, you know, this podcast, I got weightlifting, I have, you know, my career, uh, my family, my kids, um, 
you know, uh, I've just started making music on a, you know, little DJ controller, which has been fun. Um, but I do a lot of things, you know, I'm, I'm an ordained minister. I snowboard. I, uh, I like to longboard. I love taking walks. Um, I'm very philosophical and, uh, that those are the things that I like, but those also help structure my life. But they, one thing that I, I, I like to do is I like to take a second and sit back and say, well, how are those things controlling my decisions? How do they control the people that I hang out with or that I see or that I choose to interact with? Because at the end of the day, we're all making a choice to do the things we're doing. Um, you know, you know, I, it's hard to say whether slavery is a thing these days, but I would say in the people that I know and the communities that I'm a part of, I don't see a whole bunch of slavery happening. Um, and that's probably a funny thought to, to, to say out loud, but like, you know, there are people out there that, that do, um, deal with that type of stuff. And, um, I'm just saying that in, in my world, it, it doesn't, it's not very apparent. So, the reason why I bring that part up is because we are all um, responsible for uh, the actions, the uh, the choices we make, and it's really easy to to blame on somebody else, and it's really easy to do that. But like, I like to think of our lives, and this is a really simplistic way of taking it, is that we are an apple that's growing on an apple tree, and our life is from seed to the time that apple drops off that tree. Now that's where it kind of gets a little fuzzy because when that apple drops off the tree, that's not the end of that apple's life. You know, being a chef, um, I use an apple to create a dish, right? So some would say that's maybe um, life reinvented or maybe that's the afterlife. But if if we think about it in this simple way that we are just an apple growing on an apple tree, then we can take these things that we are finding dramatic in our life and really um, distinguish or extinguish, let's say that, extinguish them um, so they don't run our lives. Because, you know, uh I think that I know I'm a culprit of this. I know, you know, my wife is, but emotions control your thoughts and your thoughts control your decisions. And I think that once we can take a step in the direction of not letting our emotions control our decisions is generally when we're going to feel a little more at ease in life, right? So let me give you an example of that. Um, I have a person, a family member that I care for very much. I love this person. And um, there's been, you know, past seven-ish to 10 years, it's been a little bit rough. This person has had a rough, rough go. And has done a lot of things um, to hurt a lot of people, but doesn't necessarily want um, 
to be reminded of that, which I can completely understand. Um, but for myself, you know, um, I, I'm just not comfortable with this person. See how I said that? I love this person. I'm just not comfortable being around this person. And for a lot of reasons, and we don't need to get into the specifics of that, but I recently had an interaction with this person where, you know, they were coming into town and like, you know, wanted to see me. And the the second that that um, entered into my life or the message entered into my life, um, instant anxiety, uh, instant feeling of not wanting to do it. And so I sat on that for a little bit. There's this thing I've been doing lately, which is um, taking a second and pausing before I react. And I highly recommend it. It's really hard to do, but um, and I don't do it all the time. But if you have the ability to pause before you make a decision that is emotionally based, um, you know, you're most likely going to make a decision that is going to benefit you. So back to the story. Um, so I paused. I thought about it. And I talked to, you know, two people in my life that um, I, you know, love and respect and are on kind of same understanding as me. And and one person wasn't on the same understanding, you know, but I do love and respect that person. And, uh, you know, there, I came to the conclusion that it was okay to not um, see this person and that I should, you know, not, you know, my, I think my go-to on situations like this is usually to be like, Oh, I'm busy. Oh, work has got me, you know, um, I'm out of town, blah, 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 you know, make up a, a lie or, or something like that. And I took the opportunity to go the different route this time. And trust me, I'm not telling you this because I'm not trying to like, you know, boast myself, but um, I'm telling you this an example and, you know, so I, I called this person the next day. We talked on the phone. I let him know that, you know, maybe, maybe this year wasn't the good time to see. And, and, you know, um, I just didn't feel okay about it. And, uh, unfortunately they didn't take it the way that I thought they would. Um, and the, it's a, just an example of like, you can't control an outcome. You can't control what other people do or their decisions they make, but you can control yours. And I took a, I, I took a second to pause. I took a second to not let the emotional reaction of this person after I told them the truth and the honest truth, um, I chose to not let it affect me. Um, I, I love this person dearly. It's, you know, truth be told, it, it was my older brother. And, you know, I, I've seen him go through some, some hard times. And, and it, for what it's worth, um, I'm, I'm kind of a strickler when it comes to that kind of shit because I don't... Uh, 
I just don't uh, feel that it's necessary or it's a necessary part of life that you have to go through to be able to understand. I think that uh, we all have heads on our shoulders with brains in them and we can use them. Um, but uh, not we don't always do it, myself included. And so anyways, I took, back to the story, I took the, uh, the opportunity to let, you know, let this emotion, this emotional reaction that was being caused based off of his reaction and, and just sidestep it. And I sidestepped it. And it was a really powerful move. Um, it was powerful for myself. So don't, don't get it twisted. When I say powerful, I'm not saying that I had power in the situation. But where I did have power is within myself to not to let it uh, you know, affect me because, boy, did I want to fire back. But I didn't. And that's okay. You know, there were some really hurtful things said, but again, that's okay. I can't control the way another person feels about me, especially if I'm taking the honest road and I'm being genuine to the way I feel. And I think that that's a a really um, unexplored road to take. At least it is for myself. And especially this time of year when we're all, you know, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that are like, oh, I got to go see family and I got to go do this and we got we got this to do and I'd rather not see these people and, you know. And so to that, I'm, I, I say to you, you know, be, be you and, and do what is genuine to yourself and what is genuine to you and, and don't be influenced by crowds. You know, there's, uh, it's easy to do to get locked up into a situation where, you know, um, there's unliked people and then there's a crowd of people that are, are, you know, forcing that, or maybe two different groups are going against each other or something, you know, or, or a family member and another family member, and then it creates families to be, uh, separated. And I just think we can all learn a lesson from being honest and understanding that if, if we act in honesty and if we act in the way that we feel is appropriate for our life, then we are controlling, for the lack of a better word, we are controlling our destiny. <laughs> uh, obviously, Star Wars comes to mind when I say that. Um, but it, it's true, you know, we, we control our destiny. And um, I recently had, and I, and I want to take it to the other side of things, where I had a really amazing experience. Um, I had a friend reach out to me. I would say probably about a month ago and and I haven't seen this friend since 2003 before I mean before a lot before I met my wife before I had my kids before my career before uh weightlifting before in you know most athletics before life a lot of life happened in between this time and you know, back then when, when I was, you know, hanging out with this friend and this, you know, I grew up with him through like high school and, and, you know, we were, we were hooligans, 
You know, we did the normal teenager stuff. We got in trouble. We did stupid things. We made dumb decisions. We made some good decisions, you know, but, um, we were, we were friends through it. And, uh, you know, the last time I had seen this person, um, he, you know, it was, <laughs> it was a pretty fun time to say the least, but you know, it was, uh, a long time ago and I had changed and in, in a good way. And, and I, I was still, I was still the core person of who I, who he knew, but you know, a lot of, a lot of life has happened. And anyway, he reached out to me and I, you know, we talked for a couple of weeks and last week, you know, he reached out and he said, Hey, um, my wife and I are going to be in Portland and we'd love to see you. And I, I got that feeling of like, Hmm, you know, this is somebody that I haven't seen in almost, almost 20 years. And I am not nervous to see him. Um, I actually, I, you know, I want to see him because you know, there's, there's no reason not to. And, and it, it really showed me the other side of the story where there's an opportunity to be honest. So same road. And I was honest with myself about this. Like I could just avoid it. I could say, you know, I'm busy. Ah, you know, can't, can't do it. Dang, too, you know, super busy day that day. And I didn't, I didn't want to come home and, you know, rush and get ready and go out to a restaurant. But I, I stepped out on that ledge and I said, you know what? No, this, this, uh, this means uh, something to me. And I want to, I want to see the other side of this through. And to be able to run through that experience. Um, anyways, yeah, yeah. So we came up and we went out to dinner. And uh, the love that filled my heart in this moment was really unexpected because uh, I remember, and I told him this story. So I remember like, 20 minutes before my daughter's like, Oh my God, are you nervous? Are you nervous? Are you nervous? And I'm like, mm, a little bit, but not really, not really. And, uh, you know, so we got in the car, we drove down there, drove down to the restaurant where we were meeting them, saw them in the parking lot, gave him a big hug and thanked him. And I said, thanks. Thank you for reaching out to me. Cause I wouldn't have done it. And, it gave me an opportunity to see what it means um, to be authentic in the way that you feel without creating emotional damage, if that makes any sense. And I sat there and we had dinner and we talked, we talked about the good times. We talked about the bad times. Our wives talked, you know, we all interacted. And by the end of the time, you know, it just felt so natural. And, you know, it's not like, you know, uh, you know, we're all of a sudden like talking everyday best friends because we all have our own lives. Right. But the point in, in which we made contact and there was that positive feeling reminded me that how important it is to be authentic and be honest with the people around you because and I'm going to come full circle here. We control 
you know, what we do. We control our decisions. We control the people we hang out with. So if you don't want to hang out with somebody, then just tell them. It's totally fine. You know, you may, I'm not going to lie. You might hurt some feelings. But if you're honest with the person, at the end of the day, you know, what, what bad is coming from that? Because I, I think that um, it's almost worse to tell somebody, you know, make up a lie on why you can't hang out. And then maybe, you know, you're missing out on an opportunity to understand the real situation. And so, you know, I, I left, we left that dinner and I remember looking at my wife and I was like, man, that, I, I didn't know what to expect going into that dinner, but I'll tell you, I'm really glad I did it. And she was like, I'm really proud of you. You know, she told me that. And, and uh, because I, I, I resemble somebody who has social anxiety. I resemble somebody who doesn't like specific social situations. And I tend to clam up or avoid. And, um, you know, I think going out of, uh, out of the way, out of, you know, out of my shell, to say the least, to experience these two situations has really um, shown me a good amount about myself, right? Because at the end of the day, we are still that one apple on that apple tree full of apples, but we're only controlled by one branch. And that one branch is controlled by the entire tree, right? Think about that for a second. So we are that apple. And the things that happen in life are not... um, controlled by a date, by a person, uh, by a group of people. Um, We have the ability to move. We have the ability to think. We have the ability to eat, to uh, surround ourselves with people we love and people that love us. And here at Max Effort Kitchen, we, you know, that is something I, I, um, I really, 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 really preach that. And preach is a, is a really strong word, but I do. Because I don't think life will be um, the same if you're around people that don't love you. And that's not to say that you're surrounding yourself with people that um, are you know, always liking you and always wanting to be around you and all that, just because you love somebody doesn't mean you want to be around them or you agree with everything they say. But you can always tell when there's somebody in your life that is not for the good of you. And just like me, I can tell when I'm in somebody's life and I am not in the good for them. Because a relationship is a two-way street and we can look at every little relationship we have and say, what am I doing in this to foster it, to foster positivity, to foster um, longevity? You know, what is my role in this relationship? And I, I encourage you to take that saying, what is my role 
in every instance that you get, in every situation that you get into that challenges you and say, what is my role? You know, it's, it's like the age-old thing where, you know, you should look in the mirror first. Before you start pointing fingers, look in that mirror. What did I do here in order to influence that? Or what did I do to invigorate that? You know, you can use any word you want, but I really, really encourage looking within first. Because if you look within first, you might find some answers that you may not like. Or you might like, you know, there's people out there that, man, I wish I had a much stronger relationship with. And I tend to get a little bit butthurt when um, the communication is, you know, long gaps of time or has long gaps of time or or maybe like it feels like you're competing with people all the time. And I don't like that. You know, that makes me feel weird and uncomfortable and that's something that I need to explore and that's kind of my next journey in in this idea of of controlling my destiny and controlling the people that I'm um, I'm around and I know that word control is is very um, looked down upon but at the end of the day who I mean who else should control their life it should be me you know I know we have to be open and we have to be flexible to the way life happens and, and life does have a way of showing us what we need, um, but it still is our responsibility to make those movements, to make those decisions, to make those um, life changes, to be happy. I'm 42 years old. I'm going to be 43 next uh, in 2023. And, and although that is fairly young in the... Um, grand scheme of things, in my opinion it is, uh, I still have that impeding feel of mortality. I think that that's the right word, you know, that's coming. It's like I'm closer to the grave and I don't know what, what that looks like. And, and, you know, someone like me that, that has kids and has a very tight knit community in the small, um, social circle that scares me, you know, because I'm like, well, you know, I'm going to miss these people and, and I, I don't want to know what's going to happen. And I want to be able to live my life in a way that is fulfilling and satisfying and, um, and loving, filled with love. It shouldn't matter my political status. It shouldn't matter my religious status. It should matter what is authentic and real in front of you. You know, I think we get caught up in, in the social standards and we get caught up in social media and people's un, you know, undying opinions on certain political things or feelings on, you know, religious matters. But at the end of the day, is there love in this relationship? Is there the ability to be yourself? And that's something that I, I just wanted to talk about today because I struggle with that and I want to be myself. And so I'm working towards a future where I am myself and I am me and whether or not that's accepted, I can't control that. But what I can control is my decisions, the people I'm around, 
you know, the, the things I do in life. And I think that um, it's an interesting way of life. And it's an interesting way to be. And, I'm, you know, I could sit here and I could quote philosophers and I could quote um, all, you know, all these different religions. And, but th- that's not me, you know. I'm just speaking from the heart right now and I'm speaking from a person that has struggled, you know, being a middle child to, you know, um, mediocre in income to like, uh, you know, not always the top athlete, but like always like third place athlete uh, to maybe not being the coolest person in the group. And that's something within me that I noticed that, right? Um, But it's something I've struggled with. And I've always wanted to be the best. But then when I get to that point of the best, what am I going to do? So it's an interesting thought. Why do, you know, what are we going to do when we're at the top? What are we going to strive for? What, what kind of challenges are we going to come across? And so that, that just invokes the idea that there is never, there, there's never the top. You know, the top of what? The, in top, of, the top of your financial you know, pyramid? The, the top of your, you know, the hierarchy in your, in your career or in your job or the company you're in? You know, because... what you're an owner i think that's the top of most companies and then what do you do there you just open more more businesses what do you do after that you spend your money is your life fulfilled that's up to you some might say yes some might say no it's all in what your core values are and uh i really encourage as we move into you know this holiday or the all these holidays that are that are upon us, um, and we move in life that we take a second to reflect, reflect on a time of when you know you were challenged. Reflect on a time that you were successful, um, and really control your destiny. You know. Put the people in your life that you want in your life. And fuck the rest. Let's not, let's not worry about the other people. Who cares about them? Stop stressing about it. Stop talking about it. Just work towards the people that you want. Work towards the life that you want. And just shut up. You know? And, and it's it's like... I have to remind myself to do that sometimes. And that's something that I, that, that's some of my inner talk right there. Because I get caught up, just like everybody else. You get caught up. And, uh, you know, taking life too seriously can, can get you caught up. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, we still lay our head on that same pillow. And we still wake up every day. And guess what? That sun still comes up every day. That alarm clock still goes off. Time doesn't stop. 
We don't have the ability to just stop time and reset. So we have the ability to take a step back and re, I guess, reset in a way, right? I said we don't have time to reset, but we do. We have the ability to reset. We may not have the time. We have the ability. And I think that um, a lot of people sell their self short on that uh, thought. That they don't have time. And we live in a society where time is valued very, very high. And I value it high. You know, I was asked the other day, like, uh, I forget how they phrased it, but in, in most senses, I was asked, like, you know, why do you come to work every day? Well, I come to work because I like the people I work with. I have a quality of life there. I'm, I, I'm able to be creative. And then somebody looked at me and goes, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's the money, right? No. Money is, is a, a reason why we work, yes, or why I work. Money is definitely a reason why I work. But fortunately, I am an employable person, and I could walk across the street and get a job. If something were to happen and I got laid off or fired or, you know, the company dissolved or whatever, you know, anything, guess what? I am an employable person. Money will always be there, but time will not. Opportunities for money will always be there, but time will not. So do not waste it. And I think that I, I, I tend to um, feel that a lot. And, it's, and the older I get, the more I feel it. And I, I know I'm not alone in this aspect. But, you know, I strive for happiness. I strive for a quality of life. And, you know, when I was younger, I fucked that off a lot. And I didn't take it for value or I didn't hold the value that I should have. And that's okay because I learned from it. But um, I will say it made me a bit hypersensitive to it as well. And so, you know, I could sit here and we could could go on for days. I I could tell you my thoughts all day. You know, I'm a pretty thoughtful person and I have a lot of thoughts. But what I want... I just wanted to get this out and I've been wanting to get this out for a long time, but I just didn't have the right um, way of, of explaining it. And <laughs> maybe I didn't do a very good job, but Hey, you know, I got the thoughts out and, and they kind of make sense to me and I hope they make sense to you. And I hope that you take something from this um, and you're able to apply it to your own life. And if not, I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And if I referred to you in this show, you know, and that doesn't make you happy, I'm sorry. But anybody I referred to in the show, I love dearly. Again, just because you love somebody doesn't mean that um, they're in your life. And that's okay. It's, It's okay. And it's taken a while for me to be able to understand that. And, you know, something happened and real, you know, we'll go through one more situation that, that I came across, um, recently that was pretty interesting and, 
you know, my, my dad, uh, he passed on Pearl Harbor Day. So, uh, December 7th, um, about two years ago. And it was a really, it was a really dramatic time in life. And it was dramatic that he left because, you know, he got, he had cancer, uh, it was sarcoma and it took him, you know, he got diagnosed with stage four cancer in, I don't know, 2018. And then he died in 2019. Yeah, I think that was it. And, you know, for the last month and a half, my younger brother and I were uh, his hospice nurse for the most part. You know, we were taking shifts, um, helping him out, being there for him, um, doing the things he needed to do, helping his wife out, um, just being a support, you know, buying Christmas trees and making sure that everything in the house was, was copacetic and the way he wanted to do it. And, um, you know, so we, we gradually got to watch him pass and it was a very, Ooh, it was a hard thing to do. It was like, place yourself right in the midst of the fire of the fire pit and just stand there. And that's the way it felt at the time. Um, and each year that the, uh, you know, the anniversary has come up, it's been a rough week. <laughs> you know, the first, first time it came up, the rough month, um, and it was a rough week. And then this year came up and then I forgot about it. I remember two days later. And boy, did that fuck my head up. And I say that <laughs> because it was just such a weird feeling to forget about it. And to not let it control my life. Because I miss the man dearly. He was my best friend. You know, best man at my wedding. He, he, you know, saved me in life in multiple occasions, but in two very specific occasions. You know, one when I was a young boy and I was, you know, caught up with, with my mother who didn't really necessarily value life uh, very much. And two, when I was in my stupor of drugs and partying and couldn't get out of it. He, uh, he was a savior in a way and he provided support and he provided love. And did we see eye to eye all the time? Absolutely not. But, you know, I loved and respected that man more than anybody, you know, in my life. And it was, uh, it was a pretty dramatic experience to see him go, but, um, it also reminded me that like life, (laughs) life happens, and he was just that apple that dropped off the tree and rotted and then got eaten up by a crow. <laughs> it's a funny way to put it, but um, that's kind of like the cycle of life, right? And so anyways, I forgot about it and I remembered it. It was on a Thursday. I remembered on Saturday and I was like, oh, should I feel bad? I don't know. It didn't, it didn't control my life, you know? Uh, and I talked to my wife about it and I talked to, you know, a really good friend about it. And, and he, he looked at me and he goes, man, you don't have to grieve. Uh, grieving doesn't mean you have to be sad, you know, find a way to honor him. And I've talked about this before of honoring, you know, him as a person. And how do I do that after he's passed? Well, I think honoring a person is, is living your life in a way that, you know, they, um, 
taught you and that's what I'm doing and that's what this podcast is about is is I'm I'm living the life of a man that that only strived for happiness and made mistakes and made uh you know poor decisions but also made some really good decisions and was there for people and loved people and was genuine and so I thought about it I said you know what I'm not gonna let this one get me so um, I found a way to honor him, and that way was I just spoke to him, told him I loved him, I missed him, talked about what the kids were doing, and uh, kind of left it at that. But that was that was what I was doing because that's what I. If we were had to have a phone conversation, that's all you know. That's what it would be about. How's your job? How are the kids? How's the wife? You know, so it was an interesting moment, but it sparked a lot of emotions. And this month has been very um, engaging with the emotions. So we're coming back at about up on time here. And I just wanted to take a second to thank um, everybody again. I think I did this on Thanksgiving, but thank you everybody for being a part of Max Effort Kitchen. Um, it really, you know, it's been such a cool road and such a cool project that I just, I'm just not, I'm not ready to let it go, and I'm not going to anytime soon. It's um, got a lot of cool things coming up here soon. We've got a couple competitions coming up here soon that I'm excited about. Uh, we got, you know, my kids have some really neat things. My daughter's uh, in the Peter Peter Pan play, you know, we just got a lot of good life coming up. So, um, look forward to a lot of cool things with max effort kitchen. Um, the, the Instagram max effort underscore kitchen, give me a follow, come check me out. You know, I just did a post on, you know, doing these podcasts more to what, what you want to hear. So if there's something you want to hear, if you like this episode, let me know. Um, if you like something, uh, that I'm doing, or maybe you want me to do something differently, or you want to hear something about recipes, whatever, just let me know. Cause I'm down and I'm open to do that and I'm flexible. And, and, uh, like, like I said, in my post, this podcast is for all of you. So hit me up, give me a follow. Um, I have a, a website, maxeffortkitchen.com, which is coming very, very soon. I do have a, a Shopify account, but you know what? I'm going to be closing that down here soon. So don't worry. Any of the swag that's on there will be transferred over to my new website. There's going to be recipes on there. There's just going to be way more interactive. So when that does drop, I will let you all know. Um, we'll probably do a fun little promotion for it and everything like that. So Without further ado, I hope you all have an amazing holiday season, um, an amazing New Year's celebration, and let's uh, let's get to the future. Let's keep on moving forward. Just keep on moving forward. And at the end of the day, just remember, um, be authentic, be you, and uh, eat a lot of food. All right, everybody. Have a great night.